Welcome back to Classroom Brew. It's actually a snow day today on Friday. Got the news last night, which is great. So I figured what better time to record than right now, especially because teachers love snow days more than students. Welcome back. Welcome back to Classroom Brew. This is episode 21. So we have the Olympics right now. I don't know if anyone noticed that guy from Conga that was wearing way too much oil while it was also freezing out over in uh, South Korea. Uh, Ridiculous. But anyways, like I was saying, it is a snow day, which is awesome. So a nice time to kind of recap on the semester because we also did start a new semester. Kids are moving around, trying to get into honors classes, get out honors classes, all those things. It's a huge mess. But I figure this is the perfect day to kind of sit down and reflect on stuff that's going on so far. If you haven't already, please make sure that you rate and review in iTunes or whatever podcast app you use. We're currently in Stitcher, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Podchaser, Google Play. There's probably more. I can't remember. Just give us a Google search and you should find us. We're also on social media at Classroom Brew. Don't get me wrong. I believe all conversations between teachers should be positive. However, more than once, I have had to say, all right, let's just just be frank. Let's be real. Like, permission to speak freely. Because to be honest with you, if you're having a conversation about a kid, sometimes it's nice to just say, hey, are they performing? Are they being nice to other people? Things like that. I think it's good that they find, teachers find, and not just teachers, administrative staff, whoever, I think it's great that they find the positive, saying, oh, they have a lot of potential, or oh, they're really gifted, things like that. But at a certain point, you have to cut through the bullshit a little bit and say, all right, that's great. I know they have potential. 99.9% of students have potential. But tell me, just be real with me. Speak freely. Tell me what's going on, because that's ultimately what's going to be best for the student. Not coddling when they're not around, not acting like you're afraid to lose your job over something that you're going to say. What are you, what are you honestly going to say? Really? We all got into this profession because we wanted to help kids. We don't have anything that we're going to say that's malicious. So just be upfront. You have the job. You're not going to lose it over a conversation. So can we be real with each other as adults? That's one of the other big things too is that passive conversation between adults. Got to set a good example. If students are supposed to learn from us, Got to set a good example, and it's not just in the way that we act reading a book so it looks good as opposed to being on our phones, things like that, whatever you are, the the cliches that you're told of setting a good example inside and out of the classroom. Good, that's fine. But communication is the number one thing, and if there's all these passive-aggressive wars going on, or if we can't even be real with each other when we're talking in a teacher's lounge or in the hallway and passing, it's not a good example. I don't think that's really that crazy to say. I don't think it's that risque to say let's just be real and practical about our conversations about students because it's more productive. Let's be real. That's about it. I know that was a little bit of a rant. But hey, some mind, and you're listening anyway. So cool. Thanks. I was thinking about, because I've seen this everywhere, whether it's in my own building or it's whenever I go to a PD, because I think you guys know how I feel about PDs and how useful they really wind up being. But uh, pretty much anything that has a sticker name tag, I've decided, no, don't, don't, don't want to be a part of that. Anything to do with those sticker name tags where it says, hello, my name is, and then you put your name. Hello, my name is, don't care. Don't care at all. 
You know why? Because I just want to get what I need out of this and get out. Don't bother me. I know that sounds really cynical, but I'm just sick of the whole, let's do an icebreaker and get to know you, and then we'll see you at the very next PD. Especially the non-network PDs, too, where you don't see the same people. I'm not going to remember their names. I try really hard sometimes, like when someone says something and you are trying to have a discussion at a PD. Sometimes I try to make a, a, a note of their name, but it's so hard. And it, honestly, if you're normal adults, why do we really have to know? Again, really, really negative or cynical sounding on my part, but I just don't really anything with a, a sticker name tag. Hi, my name's Janice. Bye. Which, by the way, if we ever have a do now or an exit ticket for an adult professional meeting, I'm going to walk out. It's ridiculous. We're adults. That's unnecessary. So don't do it. Part of me is thinking for this next PD, maybe I should put my name and then my last name and then uh, I'll put the comma and then I'll put the MA for my master's degree just to really flex on them. Because I know we all have that same degree, but sometimes, you know what, you got to flex on them, don't you? You just got to show them, you know what, you just you just got to flex on them a little bit and show them I know what's up. You know, I've, I've taken those grad level courses, so I get these two letters after my name. Don't try to flex on me. I got two letters, motherfucker. But anyways, anything to do with name tags is just not my thing. Just stop. If the next one has it, I'm going to make up a name. My name's Julius. Oh, I could say Julius Pepperwood. New girl fans. Like, uh, Julius, uh, where do you teach? And I'd be like, um, I did a, a stint on the moon for a little bit there. Um, I was teaching at Hogwarts. I was the, it's a very coveted position, uh, the dark arts, defense against the dark arts teacher. Um, yeah, took that position. It's, it's apparently a very controversial position. Uh, I guess the last guy, I don't know, I guess he died because he had to fight Voldemort and he, you know, I don't want to spoil anything else. Sorry, Harry Potter fans. I'm going to, I'm going to try that though. And if someone recognizes me, I'll just be like, fuck. I'm Julius today. I'm Julius. Don't just roll with it. Just roll with it. No one's going to give a fuck. I'll still sign in with my name. Don't get me wrong. I'll still get my hours for for the uh, the state licensure thing because you got to keep up however many hours. But no one's going to remember. They're going to say it wrong anyway. The name will be Dan. They'll be like, a Don over there. Nope. Nope. That was an A. Not an O. That's like when I was in French. If it was the letters J and E, it was J. If it was J apostrophe A-I, it was J. And I swear to God, these assholes would always get it confused. Where would be J? And they'd go, J, J suis. No, je suis. I don't speak, you know, French that great. But you, you know what I'm saying. Like, you you know that it's a, that's day one. Je m'appelle. It's the first thing we learned. And you still get the word je wrong. It's the easiest word. It's literally the first word. Granted, you probably know, like, merci, merci. You know that beforehand, but still, je is the first word. Say it right. Same thing with names. Say it right. Don't make it extra. Just say the name. Like, those people that they try to act cultured, and instead of saying quesadilla, they go quesadilla. Fuck off. 
say it right. Unless you actually speak like, you know. Anyways. Uh, the other thing, too, that I've really noticed, and this is probably my favorite thing, is when you, you see, like, a commercial for, it's usually for, like, a, a medical type of thing. And, uh, <laughs> well, first off, this is a medical, like, drug or something, and uh, it was saying, like, these are real patients. But Katie thought it was saying uh, real parents, and she was like, oh, you don't say. But I love it when they say these are not actors. These are not actors in the commercial. They are actual patients. And then literally, like, the very next screen, it'll say, not a real patient. So who are you? You're not an actor. You're not a real patient. What the fuck? Who are you, man? That's just my pet peeve. Like, yeah, I'm not a doctor. Yeah, actual doctor. You should take this drug at the very end. Not a real doctor. That's like Perd Happily from Parks and Rec. When they were calling him Judge Perd Happily and they had to put the words, not an actual judge, every time. That's like every infomercial for medicine or a drug that you see. They all claim, oh, we're the real thing. But at the very end, it said, not actually. In other words, we said that they weren't an actor two seconds ago, but they really are an actor. You know what? There's a special place in hell for those people. Just quit lying. We don't care. You're selling to us anyway. Which I don't know if anyone paid attention to the VMAs, but it looks like now they have... So for Colonel Sanders, for KFC, at one point it was Jim Gaffigan. Uh, then it was... I don't even remember the other, the other actor that did it. But now it's Reba McIntyre? Excuse me? That's just rude, to be honest with you. Stop changing the actor. This isn't Batman or Spider-Man. Just stop it. Also, just don't re-impersonate Colonel Sanders. Let it go. It's not a good commercial anyway. Uh, those of you that live in Illinois or Chicago or the Midwest, whatever, uh, there was a nice little warm-up uh, for a couple days there where we were hitting 50 and 60. Anyone that lives outside of the Midwest, we get it. It's not actually warm, but... My throat just died. It's not actually warm. But for us, we've been dealing with 0 to 15 degree temperatures and then add in the wind chill. 50, 60 sounds great. I literally didn't even put on my jacket on my way out from work. And I'm away to the gym. Just went in and out like, fuck it. Uh, that being said, the last couple of days it really cooled down. To the point where like I can actually, I can actually feel the fucking breeze coming through my window in my room. Like classroom, classroom brew. Um, and I know it's an old building, but I can literally feel the breeze whenever there's a strong gust come through the glass, which just shows you just how drafty it is. And I have an entire wall where it's just windows, which it's nice. I like it. Natural light comes in, but freezing, especially because my dumbass forgot to close two of my five or six windows that I had, so it was freezing. And of course, naturally, it actually, it works out because when there's, you know, 30, 34 students in the room, it gets kind of warm. So if it's kind of cold to begin with, that's great. But you still get the complaints from kids. Go, oh, it's so cold in here. You literally know in four minutes you're going to complain that it's too hot and you want to open a window. It's going to be okay. Trust me. Trust the process of temperatures. So... Uh, it's getting to be that time. We had progress reports come out after we got back from break. In other words, we have one more unit left before the semester's over, which I knew that teach. It's really the semester grade that matters. Progress reports, it's really just to let you know, keep it up or get your shit together. 
uh, it's kind of been funny how there's, well, I really shouldn't be surprised. There's a, a growing number of students that they're essentially coming to me saying, fix my grade. Nope. Nope. You fix it. You come every single, you know, here's what I actually said to my classes, because anytime you come back after a break, in our case, it was a little over two weeks of a break for winter break. Um, it's always good to go over expectations again, just to kind of refresh because it's, it's been almost a month <laughs> and we don't have, they used to allow basically like an extra credit rescue packet at the end of a unit for the kids that clearly didn't give their full effort. They failed. And so, uh, to avoid having that, cause that's just bullshit. You can't do a bunch of half-assed work just to pass a class, right? But since we're trying to avoid this, this rescue packet issue, uh, we're being very explicit with students that you need to get it together. You basically have one month until the semester's over. That's one month to get your grade to where you want it to be or keep it where you have it right now if you're happy with it. And so my big thing was, do you know how much of a difference the final from Unit 3 even made on your grades? If you had a, a 55 and you took that final, your grade only went up to like a 56 and a half or a 57. There is no big assignment at the end that's going to save you. What is going to save you is the day-by-day stuff that we do in the classroom. Classroom discussion. Primary source analysis. All those things are going to save your grade. Not some big assignment. So take every single day seriously. Give it your full effort. And don't miss any stupid assignments so that you put yourself in a bad position. That was the big takeaway. Quick little pause break. Really, when I was kind of thinking back on the episode where Barb was on, Beth slash Barb, we're going to call her Barb from now on because that's her real name, she was talking about this really cool thing that this one teacher did at the end of every period where I guess uh, they did something called a power clap. So at the end of every class period, he would go one, two, three, and all the students would clap, which is kind of cool. Uh, Sorry if that hurt your ears. I'll try to equalize that when I edit this. But I thought that was kind of cool. I, I feel like it would be a real shit show when you're trying to set that up. Because um, I do a thing where every so often to get them to the next class period on time, I'll be like, go, 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 go. And I'll give them like a fist bump on their way out. And uh, that, that's kind of my thing. But I feel like trying to organize a, a power clap, I would get way too frustrated with it. And I would say, all right, fuck this. I'm not doing it. So I'd probably have to go one, two, three, four, five, six, and then they might all clap, you know, like, and then they all clap. Uh, but I thought that was kind of cool. I might try to do the fist bump thing more often, or maybe I'll try the power clap. I'll let you guys know. Anything that kind of builds that unity, that's kind of nice. Um, <laughs> I can see the, I can see the, uh, the line or the the wavelength for the clap, and it's like just a straight line that goes up the entire screen. So that's going to be loud as shit. But I, one of the big things, I a few weeks ago, I actually took a look at, I, I, tried to, I wanted to look at one cohort of students in particular because they have pretty much the same schedule um, all day as everybody. And let's rephrase. Woo! they pretty much have all of their classes together. So the same schedule all day with like one or two variations. Maybe they do ROTC instead of gym, whatever. But there's a few of them that have had some weird behavior that's kind of, you know, trending downward, right? So I decided, all right, I'm going to try to find a few class periods, maybe see if someone can cover my classes for 
five, six minutes or so, so I can just run over and see how they are. Um, well, not five, six minutes, like 10, 15 to get an actual picture of what they're like. And it's amazing how crazy, like I felt great about my classroom management in some classes. I also felt great about attendance in others. If it was like a first period class and they didn't show up for like the first 25 minutes, like Jesus Christ, you missed half the class, literally. But it's crazy how much, and I think it's a shame because some teachers are clearly so worn down that they'll be trying to give some like modeling or direct instruction or maybe they're trying to prep them for what they're about to you know do over like a, a, a two-day lesson or something like that. But it's crazy how they'll talk over the teacher the whole time and I, I just don't understand. That's why I wait. Sometimes I've, I've got a very powerful voice. My teaching voice is very powerful and I can use that to like real quick just... All right, let's go. Let's get these things started. Don't waste time, that kind of a thing. But other times, I'll just sit there and wait. And then sometimes the other students will kind of get the message. They'll read the room. Other students, not quite so good at reading the room yet, but we're getting there. But it's amazing to see the difference in not just their performance and subject matter, because obviously students have different things that they like more than other things in school. And obviously they have different, you know, skill sets that will give them an advantage or disadvantage in, you know, different subjects depending on their level of motivation and the supports in place by the teacher. But it's crazy to, to think how certain things that fly in other rooms, they don't fly in my room or another room, for example. So, like, I'm not going to try to talk over people. I think it's rude, disrespectful. I'm not taking it personally, but I still think it's rude and disrespectful, so I'm not going to put up with it. But it's it's sad, and not I'm not saying I want to be observed more, but I almost wish that I could have like a kind of like a a weekly thing with this other first year teacher to say, hey, let's look at what we're each doing in each other's rooms to see if we can improve on this. Which is really weird because I I usually like to stay, you know, kind of isolated and do my own thing because I'm pretty comfortable at this point. But I've I've kind of gotten to the this groove now where I'm looking at other classrooms to see student behavior but instead I'm like oh maybe I could try that in my room that's a good that's a good habit to form as a teacher there's also stuff that I don't want to do that I see where I'm like I would definitely not do that but if it works for somebody I'm not I'm not saying it's right or wrong I'm just saying depending on your own style it may or may not fit what I'm doing anyways um not a whole lot for this week um, it's kind of a weird time of the semester, but I did want to kind of extend out just kind of a quick little recap here. Classroom brew, we've undergone some changes. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm still waiting on my song. I'm not sure when I'll actually post this episode, maybe in a couple weeks from when I'm recording it, but still waiting on my custom track. Very frustrating. The new logo looks great. Uh, we're slowly getting into more and more podcast hosting places like Stitcher and Google Play. We've been there for a while. And SoundCloud, we have a YouTube channel. I don't really check it as much. Obviously, iTunes and the podcast app were picked up by Overcast. We got into Podknife, which was cool. Um, I think the next big thing is going to be Spotify. So we'll see how that goes. Really happy with how the new logo turned out. The hashtag two pods a day thing really helped us get some more prominence. Really cool to do that crossover episode for a couple weeks with Midwest Bostonian. It's kind of cool. Anytime you can network, that's kind of the reason that you do these podcasts is to build uh, that skill, to put some content out there, to meet new people, to 
have a good excuse to get together with people, all of those things. If you guys want to be on the podcast, I'm not sure if I have my own hookups to do a remote episode quite yet, but I can always look into it more and more if there's interest. Or if you want to make like uh, Mike was on, he came over uh, and that was a really good two, uh, two part episode. We did or two episodes rather. Um, so feel free to reach out. So if you want to, that's classroombrew at gmail.com, C-L-A-S-S-R-O-O-M-B-R-E-W at gmail.com. The handle is the same thing. So at classroombrew, that is for Twitter and for Instagram and for Facebook, but you can also reach that Facebook page at facebook.com slash classroombrew. Just reach out. It's really cool when you guys interact on Instagram and Facebook and things like that. We've had the photo quote campaign going for a little bit now. That's kind of had some moderate success, which is fun. I've also taken to uh, Boston Johnny, took a, a cue from him with the photoshopping the logo on, uh, so far I think, Michelle Obama, Barack Obama. And then I took a little little playful jab at Betsy DeVos. You know, got to put the logo in there. But again, just reach out. It'd be great to, you know, expand out to other people. I'm hoping to go take a look at some former co-workers at the hospital, maybe get some, some more fun stories and talk about some other things there because they have a lot of interesting things. And yeah, that's about it. <clears throat> so make sure you are spreading the word, rating and reviewing all of those good things. I said every place that we are on social media and on podcast streaming. So check all of those out. Uh, again, reach out to us. That's really awesome. Not sure who will be on next week, if anybody, but should be fun regardless. And my new habit that I've had instead of doing it at the end of the episode after the exit music is saying class dismissed. Class dismissed.